Hi, welcome back to the Gopher Guys. This is James DePoint. I'm joined by my good buddy here, Pete Carlson. The show is brought to you by Rock Solid Financials. Reach out to them with all your tax, bookkeeping, and accounting needs. You can find them on the World Wide Web at rocksolidfinancials.com. Pete, we're back. I'm sure our listeners are wondering where the heck we were last week, and we're going to first apologize, right? Apology is in the works. Life got in the way. Uh, plenty of life events going on. Where canceled, it, postponed, canceled, postponed. Kid craziness, COVID craziness. Excuses, excuses. I get it. Uh, sorry, we weren't able to get you last week, but we will cover it. So don't worry, we will make up for lost time. So um, glad we're back. Are you glad to be here too, Peter? I'm very glad. Yes, you're, you're very glad. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited as well. So let's jump into it. We'll skip back. Um, a week going back to Iowa, which I know is like, oh my gosh, why are we talking about Iowa? But uh, to be fair, the Gopher guys got to cover it through thick, through thin. Uh, so we are going to talk about. It. So give me your, um, and we won't we won't go crazy on it, but let's at least talk about it because it needs to be talked about. Thoughts on the thirty-five to seven loss to our southern rival Iowa Hawkeyes? It's a bad loss. Uh, 35-7, by the way. Yeah, it got out of hand at the end. 21 points they had in the fourth quarter. But Mm -hmm. um, the first half was, you know, looked like a ball game, had a chance to tighten it up. Yep. um, But I'm sick of losing to Iowa. I mean, that's six years in a row. Uh, The one thing Fleck has not. six? Six years in a row. And and a lot of them have been just beatings and just look outmanned, and that's tough to watch. That's I mean, last year we couldn't beat them with Mm -hmm. the, you know, um, came very close. Was a great game, yep. but uh, it's starting to it's starting to get a little annoying. Yeah, uh, Fleck broke the Wisconsin streak. Yeah, was that thirteen years or something? Yeah, uh, he needs to break this streak like right away because I hate losing to Iowa, but they have had our number. Yeah, so it's tough to, tough to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. And so last year when we lost to Iowa, I never would have thought that. Or I, even after watching the game, I never walked away thinking like, "Oh, we lost to a better team." I still thought we were a better team because, yeah, we. I mean, we were biasly or unbiasedly, however you want to put it. Um, but when we played Iowa last week with them, that just looked like we were not even in the same hemisphere as far as physicality. As I mean, they they were just ripping off six, seven yard. It, it was just a thrashing anytime they went through, where it was just like. Oh my gosh! I hope they run yeah. into their own guy or trip someone. It seven was a, yards a carry, seven on average. Was it? Was seven that what it, I don't have it right yeah. here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and then that's what it felt like. I mean, every time you run it, it was just like, oh my gosh, just run into someone, please. And if it was a five yard, five yard run or something, I felt like it was like, oh, good. Oh, that's good. That's perfect. They didn't rip off 12, 13 yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that was frustrating just to see how much more physical they are than we were in i mean that's that's exactly in the previous podcast that's kind of what i said i didn't foresee us winning that game um because of that and our, our run defense is so so bad so bad <laughs> i mean i i it is so atrocious it it is it was disheartening to watch how bad our run defense really is especially after watching us last year yeah we were fantastic against run last year we are atrocious. It is so unbearable to watch our run defense right now. I mean, it's bad. It is so bad. Yeah. I don't even know what other words 
to use for it. Yeah, huge drop off from last year, and it just the comparison is just it's it's killing us watching it. It's tough to watch. And then Morgan had a a bad day, sixteen for thirty three with two picks. Yeah, so he was terrible. Yeah, well, a bad performance for him. So that that equals disaster uh, for the Gophers. I mean, they cannot beat an Iowa team with that formula. I mean. You know, Mo of course gets his 145 yards, but he was laboring for those too. I mean, yeah. D line at Iowa is tough. So, yeah, you cannot. I mean, if Tanner has that kind of day, um, people were calling for his head a little bit after that performance. Where, weren't you? Not I mean, what me. Are you, what not do you this think? guy. I'm in Tanner. Me, okay. Wait, hold on a second. Okay. You, no. Okay, go ahead. No, I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I wish that this was probably the. Time where I really was, I was super bummed we weren't able to do the podcast last week. Of just we couldn't get away from it, how it turned out. But it is what it is. That was my going to be my biggest question is in my biggest statement. If obviously he played well against Purdue, but I was going to get on this podcast and say we need not we need we I demand a change at quarterback. Wow, and we were kind of we were kind of talking, we were about, talking it. about that. It came up naturally. Yes, it came up naturally the week before. And I, I was going to demand it. Like if I had his email, like I, I was debating email and fleck. I mean, that's yeah. how passionate I was about it. <laughs> that, you and hey, a lot of other Gopher fans. No, I mean, for, and, and that was not a knee jerk reaction because like, like we yeah. talked about, I was bringing this up before, right? Before, before yep. the Iowa week. And I mean, he threw two interceptions. I realized, you know, we can sometimes that can be misleading. It was not misleading. He was he was awful. Pete. I mean, he is getting so was, and we'll, we'll talk about Purdue in a second. But Iowa, he is getting so zoned in to throwing to Bateman that he does not see the field like he used to last year. Last year, he was seeing the full scope and whatever else. And now he is just locked in on Bateman, and it's like he's in a frantic mode. It's like a totally different Tanner against Iowa. I mean, that was that was a whole whole different well, and, thing and that I, mean, I haven't that's seen. The, but that's not all on him. I mean, yeah, the old line's been pretty good for him, but at times he's it's it's worse than last year. But in pass but, protection, yeah. But for Iowa, pass protection was fairly. I mean, I don't know. It, well, he was sacked four times, so I'll get at that. But that was—I yeah. I don't know if that's—he's holding on to the ball too long. Well, he or, looks a little scattered, but he—he's playing from behind most of the time. Yeah, uh, he's got a new offensive coordinator. He's got a a, a receiver that's a little bit of a you know a, a baby. Yeah, you know a little bit. Yeah, right. He's dealing with that. So no, he's not. He hasn't been. He hasn't been solid this year. But he's. So is that same? I, is, is that? Well, I think it's a combination. I mean, he's got you know he's got some off the field stuff going on with his dad. Yeah, and and he probably overperformed last year a little bit. Yeah, but I think it's it's a weird year. The defense has gotten so terrible. You have you probably feel more frantic as a quarterback because you got to be perfect to win a game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that it's it's a combination of a number of things. He he was terrible in Iowa. Yeah. But then Purdue, I think you can win with Morgan how he was at Purdue. Yeah. Um, the difference is not it's not Morgan's fault, although he's been sketchy at times. Last year he was sketchy. If you remember earlier in the year, he made he would lock in on some receivers. But yeah. it, it's been worse this year. But it's not. I think we're just the team's not doing well this year, yeah. so we're more focused in on it. Yeah. And I think part of that has to do with the overall team and not just him. Yeah. And I th- I think that's a fair point. I I think it a lot of it probably has more to do with the offensive coordinator, with, with the way he's structured. And I still don't understand at what point all of a sudden Sanford got the um, 
he got the nod over Matt Simon. Remember, it yeah. it, it was yep. supposed to be that it was co-offensive coordinators, and then somehow, I, I don't know where the transition, at least I never saw it, where all of a sudden they deemed Sanford the OC and Matt Simon is not the OC mm-hmm. at all. Um, I would like to see Matt Simon a little more with it, but I still don't understand it. And it's so puzzling to me why we're not taking any deep shots. We we do like twice a game, and I feel like Ottman Bell has caught everyone. And same yep. with and same with uh, with Bateman. But it's like, wait, 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 why aren't we doing this more often again? Like I I don't understand. Well, yeah, that's the logic. Well, behind it's it. I mean, Morgan doesn't have an arm. Well, I know he did. And, and, well, and the long <laughs> passes he's done, he's it's been a quick decision, correct pass, and it's yes. worked well. I mean, yes. it's been beautiful. So, and you talked yourself right into that now. Yeah. Which is why on earth is he our quarterback then with some of that? It's a weakness. Radio silence, listeners. If if you <laughs> if you heard that, that was called radio silence. Yeah. Well, this year is kind of a mess in general. You're making an excuse for him right now. What's that? Well, he doesn't have as strong of an arm. As, well, I know. That's so why, why is it? Why is he in there then? Because he's the better decision maker and more accurate passer. But but we just got done talking about too how he's getting locked in. Yeah, he's to, had a couple Bateman. bad games. Yeah, a couple bad games. But so maybe we should start looking to Already see what's gonna, next. Oh, you're arguing to just cut your quarterback after the no, I want to watch. Hey, great season last year. Oh, there you go. Hey, you had know a what? bad it's, game. Let's get rid of him. It's a tough world out there, you know what? And <laughs> let's let to compete. Let's let's see. Unless Anixted's not competing well in practice, but I would be shocked if he's not showing some promise. Where it's like, hey. I think this guy's got a little more skill. Let's give this guy a nod. What do we have to yeah. lose? It's a COVID year. We're not going to win the Big Ten West. We're not going to the Rose Bowl. Let's let's see what Anne Stud can do. It's a good point. I right? see I see the why, logic. Why why not? What what are we we know what we're gonna get with Tanner. Well that might be the good way to approach it. COVID year, end of the year fleck and say we just want to give some more experience. Yeah, give him see what give happens. him a, give him a quarter. Give him the other part that baffles me. The last quarter, why didn't Annexted play the last couple drives? Why why was Morgan Annie? Why was Mo in there? Why was Mo in there? We we're down thirty five nothing to Iowa. Why was why why did we finish ever the game, man? Oh, to finish the game. What are you gonna put in your reserves? Oh, I'd like to see some of them. I'd like to see what they could do. I'd love to see Annexted rip it up. Well, that's probably why they don't put him in there because Morgan got his first touchdown in the game that that uh, drive, didn't he? So, yes. So I mean, Bateman. they want yeah. to get some confidence, and they want the backup person to come in. So all the podcasts and the I radio know. be go, "Oh, there's your quarterback." I know. See, and that's why I I guarantee you that's why they it, didn't do that. You yeah, they didn't want decision. they didn't want to no create conflict. They want to make sure of that decision. Yes, before they do it. Yes, and I think that's wise. And I I get that, but it also leads it leads into our next talking point about Iowa. And then then we will move on to Purdue here. Um, so straight up, does does Ferentz just straight up hate Flack or is is I mean the I think whole a lot of people hate Flack. They do. Uh, it, well, but is that a good thing or a bad thing from a Gopher fan? I perspective? think it's a good thing. Absolutely, it's a wonderful thing. It means it's working. Correct. So, because Flex is a really nice guy, but I think there's some battles going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and these old school guys don't like him because he yep. does everything different. Yep. They think he's yep. all about him and blah blah blah, yep. and they probably say some nasty things about him. Yeah, but because they probably don't understand them, they don't understand them. They criticize what they do not know, right? Correct. So, uh, 
I think it's good for the program. It's a healthy thing, and I'm glad they don't like each other because that means there's some battling going on. Yeah. And we should be battling Iowa, Purdue, Wisconsin, because yep. that's who you're fighting for players from. Yep. So, I, I mean, I think it's it's a healthy healthy uh, way to deal with it, I guess. So. I mean, um, like for rivals, I mean, if you look at the biggest rivalry in college football, Ohio State and Michigan, I mean, does any Michigan fan – Say, oh yeah, I really, really like Ryan Day. He's he's a super good guy. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. no one likes the other coach, and Ryan Day hates Harbaugh, and Harbaugh hates Ryan Day. You know what I mean? And that's just like yeah, it's part of the kind of how it is. If they liked him, it's probably because they're you know walloping on him all the time and whatever else. So I think it's good. But the whole three timeouts at the end of the game by Ferentz, what was your? I mean, and just to get listeners up to speed there, so the we're down thirty five donut to Iowa it's a minute left under a minute left we Fleck takes a timeout with I think it's about 17 seconds left when we're on like the five yard line um so Fleck takes a timeout to set it up um in response to Fleck's timeout though Ferens takes three consecutive timeouts in a row your thoughts well he's being a jerk yeah that seems to be the the identity of that program, which has had not had a good year in yep. terms of the tough, yep. and they've had multiple incidents where I think it's the old school tough guy football approach, and I think that just he's just being a you know giving Fleck the needle. Yep, and I think that's the mentality down there, and it's working well for them. They've beat us six years in a row, so yep. I'd rather have that record. But I think it's old school football, and you know that's. It's good. Yeah. It's good for it's healthy, but Fleck better win a game because it's yeah. going to get worse and worse when yeah. you go six years. I mean, well, Fleck's four of the six. Yeah. So is was Fleck out of line with calling a timeout there? No. Why not? Because you're trying to score. I I, I mean agree. I don't I, I mean I can't remember exactly the context of the timeout, was, but they, they were we were running out, so it was roughly. 15 seconds left, roughly. I'm going to be yeah. off there. Was it the stop time or just it was to, to stop time. It was to stop time so they could get another play. Yeah, I think that's so, fine. I, I think that that means something because people will say shut out, shut out. And, yeah. you, and, and your, team, your offense hasn't scored all day. Yeah. They moved the ball, but they could not score. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, you need to punch one in. I mean, yeah. I, why not? Yeah. And if he, if Ferentz is going to do three timeouts just to be a – you know, a jerk that just helps Fleck out even more. Yeah, you know, thirty five. It gets the score. It get the points up. We get to talk yeah. about the the rivalry and how we need to beat Iowa, and that's what needs to be the focus. Yeah. And I get I get Ferrance's how he's annoyed by it because he's like, really, you're you're calling a timeout. They wanted a shutout. I get it, but at the end of the day, we're trying to get better, and if we call a timeout so that we can run even one more play to get better. And we have the ability to call a timeout to do that. Why wouldn't we do that? You know what exactly. I mean? So yeah. whether it looks petty or not, I could care less. I would have done the same darn thing. I mean, when I yeah. coach, I I don't care how much time is left. If I have a timeout and I want to stop time for a teaching moment or to make us better, you're darn right I'm going to use it. Whether yes. whether it looks bad or not, or people are annoyed like, oh my gosh, why are you calling a timeout right now? The game's already over. I care less. We're We're here to get better. So... From that standpoint, I could see that's why Fleck was doing it, and he'd care less if people think it's petty or whatever else. But um, 
on, on the flip side, if if Ferentz was up thirty five nothing, and you're winning, and someone were to call a timeout to score again, you know that's that's probably a little different if you're on the yeah. winning side of it. Yep. We're on the losing side. Like, what what are you getting so upset with? You know what I mean? Yep. You won 35-7. I mean, like, I think it's one of those moot points where it's like, dude, get over yourself. So, um, very good. We will turn the page from Iowa and we'll let that let that one rest until next year that hopefully we can uh oh. we can make it make it happen oh. make it happen next year. I know another year with losing to Iowa. Um so thoughts on our 34 31 technically declared victory <laughs> maybe quote unquote declared victory over God. over Purdue. Do you do you see it as should we have been awarded that victory? What's your thought? I, th- I saw the arm extension on our DB. Yeah. It looked like a little push, yeah, little friendly shove, yeah. So and we actually I, haven't talked about this at all. So this is the no, first I time mean, we've it, actually. I, I don't know it, what everyone's for, so upset about. I mean, they were awful all game. You yeah. can't just blame it on the last call. They've yeah. been, they were awful all game. Yeah. So, yes, is a Friday night game, probably the only game. So, it got a lot of steam, right, yeah. in terms of the controversy yeah. world. And we all love the all the sports, local sports people who have nothing. The, the only time they jump on a gopher thing is when it's negative. Yeah. So, it just gets fueled with fire. And, I mean, it wasn't a great call. I'm just teasing a little bit. But it wasn't. It was a you case. don't think it was a good call? That Would particular thrown- one. But it was one of many. It wasn't yeah. like it was it, Would the you last thrown- one. Would you have thrown the flag? I'm just curious. I'm not. I'm not baiting what? you. I'm, I'm, no, I'm honestly not baiting you. I mean, I, the, would you everyone have was the flag? so appalled about it. It was. It was. It was like one of those calls. But you can easily make that though. The ref, uh, the ump's right there, right? And, the ref, yeah. Ref, what's ump like baseball? <laughs> baseball, it's hard. Umpire. <laughs> That's ref, great. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the ref, right there. I mean, he had a good view of it on the goal line, right? And I mean, he definitely gave him a shove Center. off the top. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're gonna do that, you gotta do that. You know, you. You put the ref in a position. Yes, I have to make that call. So I don't think it's as terrible. Yeah, as everyone's saying it to be. Yeah, maybe I like it because the Gophers are the benefactor, yep. and I'm okay as a <laughs> suffering Gopher fan taking a few that. a few breaks. And I don't think it dictated. It. I mean, everyone sees that as taking away a touchdown. Yep. But I don't. I mean, I just see a well a game that was pretty interesting and well played. Yep. Uh, but poorly uh, officiated the whole game. So yep. I don't. I don't put blame on that. There was one that the Gophers got taken away. Yep. Earlier. So and yep. I loved watching Jeff Brom. Yep. Just loses ever because money. that he's so great at that. I yep. mean, the guy would just just. I mean, I love I, I love how Fleck approaches refs. I think it's more productive than yep. how – I mean, that he just lost his mind. I, I mean, I get it. It's You're yep. not happy about it. Yep. But, I mean, he would not let it go. I mean, yep. it was like – you think that's going to help your chances next time, just yep. berating the guy for yep. like five minutes? So yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking about yeah. it. How about you? No. What did you see? So two things. One, uh, is it ticky-tack? Maybe. Yep. Maybe. And I say maybe in the sense of – we have to understand that one, yes, he extended his arm on the one camera view. The only camera view we get, keep in mind, it yep. does show where he gets hit, our defender gets hit, and his head actually goes back. Like yep. his, he must have got hit in the face a little bit where the extension happened, and he little, visibly goes back, right? Yep. So as the play goes out, he closes in on the gap that was created where he is pretty darn close. So that. 
that hit there was probably enough to make the difference where it did actually affect mm -hmm. the play, right? The other thing to keep in mind is that that's really the only view that we get of that. So, I mean, yeah. at some point we have to trust these referees. Yes, they're not human, but maybe there's an angle that showed it where it was more obvious, where it is more yeah. uh, legitimate than we think. Okay, so yep. there's that part of it. Okay, yep. so there, that's that. The bigger portion that everyone keeps forgetting somehow is on the drive before when Newbin got called for pass interference, mind you, on a third and seven. It was third and yep. seven. It went incomplete. He got called for a phantom pass interference where they showed the replay and there was literally nothing. I mean, if people are complaining about the extension. Look on this one where it's like, wait a minute, what are we even looking at? There's nothing even to yes. pull from. So third and seven. It should have been fourth and seven. Them kicking a field goal for three points. He could have missed a field goal. He already yep. missed a field goal. So at most, it takes four points off, off the board. It could take seven off the board, right? Instead, they get 15 yards. They score in the very next play. Scored a touchdown. Worth seven points, right? Mm. No one's talking about that, right? I realize that yes. the offensive pass interference was on the last play. So that gets more glamour and it gets more highlighted because it's timely, right? But, I mean, I saw someone tweeting about this, too. There was 159 plays in that game. 159 plays. We're talking about one Yep. right now. We're talking about one, okay? That one play did not decide the game. There was many factors, and you're saying with calls, bad calls. Oh, yeah, you're holding, exactly right. A holding yeah. call that should have happened here or didn't happen here that affected it. I mean, there are... A ton of them. So it's like... Well, and we're even then. I yes, mean, we're even. You, I, you, brought, I totally you, you laid it out perfectly. We're even. Yes. So the score doesn't change. Yes, the score doesn't change. And, and, and that play was... At Iowa, the Iowa tight end, I believe, was yes. was isolated. It was the only thing the the ref could look at. I mean, yes. it was it, that makes it more obvious or harder for the ref not to make the call. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was basically like those two running. So, yes. I mean, what are they supposed to do right there? So, I mean, exactly. Did not decide the game. The Gophers were the better team. You thought they were? Yes. Good. And I thought it, they followed the recipe to win that ball game. Morgan was good. Finally. Bull ran the ball well. They didn't turn the ball over. And they threw a couple deep balls to their, their two stud receivers yep. early. So, I mean – Overcoming, you know, twenty COVID players out. I know they're not like headliners. Yeah, but, but still, it but makes still us pretty thin. Thin, couple of good, you know, defensive people. Rondell Moore coming back. Their their quarterback having a great game. That's a that's a good win against a decent Purdue team. Yeah. So I, I felt pretty good about that one overall. And we're all all we were talking about was the PI. Yeah, and and that's the unfortunate part. I mean, that literally stole all the headlines from the entire game. I mean, we, Mark Rosen, I'd be honored if Mark Rosen was listening to this podcast, but yeah. he even tweeted about how terrible and egregious and whatever, whatever the call yeah. was and how we shouldn't have won and what. It's like, dude, come on, give me a break. Like, Says the guy you, that probably has never watched a full golfer game. It, probably, and that's probably a fair statement. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I get it. it. It was the last play of the game, so... Yes, could it have been? Is it ticky tack? Maybe, but was it still within the letter of the law of pass yeah. interference? Absolutely, right. So let's get over it and step back a bit and realize that hey, it all evened it out. Like like we said, uh, we won the game. Um, it was a good win for us. We needed it, especially after you know all that's gone on to get us to now we're two and three, 
right? Uh, we're going to be going to Northwestern soon, so we'll talk about that as well. But we needed that win. I mean, can yeah. you imagine yes. if yes. <laughs> we're talking we're one in four? I mean, holy yes. buckets. That's a, that's a whole whole new ball game that I wouldn't even want to be going down. Um, your thoughts with Tan- so Tanner went he went fifteen twenty two two sixty four no touchdowns but that I mean that kind of gets misleading sometimes. Um, but your thoughts between Iowa and Purdue with Tanner? Yeah, much better performance. Uh, they had a better game plan. I think they th- drew up some plays to throw with Ottman Bell and Bateman quickly with yep. some nice fade passes, which they're incredible at. I mean, it's yep. fun to watch those two. They got to throw the ball down the field more. Absolutely. They need to. And they just need to throw jump balls. I mean, they need to be more aggressive. So I was thrilled to see the change. I thought Tanner found his players more often. I think uh, I, I don't have the drops in front of me, but Bateman's been dropping balls. I mean, yeah. Ahmed Bell has been dropping balls. Some of them have not been as accurate, but some of them are right legit drops. Bateman had a legit one that was right through his hand. I mean, Probably more was, this year yeah. than all last yeah. year. So other than, you know, so that's not on Tanner as well. So. Yeah. Tanner, biggest thing I, I saw from him, he, he had seven different receivers that had mm-hmm. head catches, which is great. And Ottman Bell was our leading one with five, right? Bateman had four. Daniel Jackson, who I think will be a stud uh, next year, which is awesome. Seth Green got one. Jake Paulson got one. Bryce Williams, Royce Witham. So we're starting to get more tight end involvement, which was great. I think he's starting to see it more. But I think, like you said, the, I think the game, I think it's more, more I'm seeing it, I think it's more of the offensive coordinator than than Tanner with it. Yeah. I mean, you could tell there was a lot a lot of different stuff that they threw out um, in Purdue than they did Iowa with just it's it's yeah. really conservative, and that's what that's what frustrates me more than anything is he is Mike Sanford must be more of the conservative mindset where it drives me absolutely bonkers. It's that it's that playing to not lose no, mentality. Yeah. And it's like the old Vikings watching, like, run on first down, run on second down. Oh, bummer. Now it's third and seven. Now we have to throw. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like we're, we're never mixing it up. And we've been so spoiled with Mo where it, it's worked out, where it's it's been better against the the lesser teams. But when we play teams like Iowa, where, shoot, they know you're running and now you can't overcome it and yeah. you're set up with third and seven all the time. Well, shoot! Now, now our playbook doesn't look as cool. You yeah, and I mean? it's it, and it it has worked because usually it's not third and seven. Correct. I mean, we have been running the ball well, but I I agree with you. They need to open it up. They need to do some other stuff. I do think the other storyline though in that game that did not get picked up because we talked about pi 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 yeah yeah is that the twenty two people that were gone one of them which was Trey Potts your backup yep. running back who's been great yeah there's not much of a drop off from. Ibrahim's obviously a step yep. above, but not much of a drop-off. Yep. But then you go down to Wiley, and who else got I think carries. We got uh, Bryce Williams got some yep. carries. Yep. They're not even close to those top two, Correct. in my opinion. So yep. what happened in the fourth quarter was Mo went out, and we still don't know if he's okay or not because they're yep. not going to tell us. And that's yep. a huge loss in that fourth yep. quarter. Yep. And he didn't have pots to go in, so... You know, people are. We had so many people out because of COVID. Yeah. No one would have given us a chance in that game. Yep. With more Rondell Moore coming back, and so I think that's an impressive because we were the part of the reason we struggled in the fourth quarter was because we didn't have our 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 stud Mole Ibrahim yep. rolling around for injury. So yeah. I think you yep. think about that. That's what really stalled some of those drives and made it closer. Yep. At the end as well. Yep. No, I agree. Very good. So. We got our win against Purdue, um, and yes, it was a win. I don't care what the sports book. You see, the sports book refunded 
refunded some people no. there. But I'm I'm dead serious. Look at they refunded team or people that bet on Purdue uh, their money. I mean, talk about opening that's a, a can. That's a marketing ploy. I don't know. Opening a can of worms. No joke. Okay. I thought it was a joke when I heard about it. Confirmed. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, but no, we did win. Go for fans. Mark it in the books. We are moving on. Um, we're moving on to this week, but unfortunately, Pete, as we saw that oh. just got announced, Axe Week is has been officially axed um, with cancellation there. Um, you see what I did there? Well done. Um, so we will, for the first time in forever, will not be playing your Wisconsin Badgers. Since, you 19, have that? since 1906. Oh, that's the last time we haven't played them? Correct. Oh, my gosh. So it's 100, what, 100, 114 years. years. Well, so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but we prevent another Wisconsin Big Ten West title. Hey, that's what the, I mean, Minnesota knocks Wisconsin out of conference championship. Let that be the headline. I don't care how we yeah. do it. I, in my, and like I said, there's no kids around. Uh, and I don't think any kid listeners, but I hate Wisconsin more than, should. more than yeah. anything. Like I said, Iowa doesn't even come on the radar with my hatred for Wisconsin. So, I mean, we're we didn't beat Wisconsin this week, but us self-inflicting a wound to them where they we can ensure that they are not going to win the Big Ten West title is kind of for me is I can go to bed tonight yeah. feeling okay knowing that hey at least we did damage to our bitter rival. So I mean that's well totally cynical well and yeah. and messed up and I probably need to sit in a therapist's office for that. But there's no I, doubt we would have well, I won't say it. I won't even give them the satisfaction that they would run run all over us. I mean, we could have won. So you think uh, we think uh, we, it could have been give, trouble? Give, give, give me your quick. Dicey. Give me your quick. How how would you have seen that game going? Well, it took us about five yards to get the Iowa's running backs. Yeah, it might have taken seven. That would be my that'd be my fear. But oh. maybe they would have got their act act together. I don't um, know. I, 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 I we could use another year to get yes. some defense that can yes. actually penetrate an offensive line of Iowa or Wisconsin. Yeah. No, I think. When we were looking for prediction segment, I think they would have put up sixty on us. Oh, easily. Been. I mean, in unless we could have held possession for. I mean, I'm sure Sanford <laughs> would have had us running on every down just to try and kill the kill the clock, just so yeah. to bleed it where Wisconsin didn't have the ball much. But um, it would have been ugly. I, I am, you know, it is what it is. I wish we had a game, but um, we'll move on to. <clears throat> Northwestern at home December 5th. So it's think of it like a bye week that we have to prepare against Northwestern, who is now the juggernaut of the Big Ten West. They are in the driver's seat uh, to take this take this thing all the way for a matchup against Ohio State. Um, Are we going to have any influence with derailing the Northwestern mighty Northwestern Wildcats? I could see us pulling an upset there. Really? Yeah. How so? How would how would how would we go about that? Just what would have to happen? Huge offensive performance, passing and rushing, and in a little bit better defensive performance. Performance. We'll get better as the year goes on. Yeah. And I think the defense will get better. I'm gonna stick by that. So, I'm calling for an upset. I am calling Three, for an upset because you know it's the perfect trap game for Northwestern. They're feeling True. good after being Wisconsin, and and they're just. It's that type of year. You you stated yeah. it well with the opener of our podcast for this year, the asterisk season. Yeah. 
It's totally that. I mean, nothing really matters. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was bummed out by that title. Yeah. But it's kind of how it's turned out. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. nothing means anything because yeah. it's you a don't, scrimmage season. It is. I mean, it's good to get some football and see some stuff, but it's just everything's all over the place. And yeah. I think that's a perfect way, you know, where 2020 will go. And, and we kind of talked about maybe it just being complete, you know, muddled up like this. Yeah. Like, uh, that might be what happens, and Ohio State just trounces whoever. Yeah. So I don't know, but what do you yeah. think? So think we got a shot. I, I think we have a shot. As weird as I mean, keep in mind, I, I wouldn't be surprised still if we, you know we lose thirty five fourteen or something like that. Mm. But the nice thing is their offense isn't that great. Where if we get three turnovers. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, he throws three picks, or a, we get a fumble, or something that evens it out. You know that would keep us in the ball game. You know what I mean? And then we're just really leaning on our offense needs to be lights out, where we just light up, light up the scoreboard with things. We have long drives that keeps them off the field. Yep. Um, but turnovers are a great equalizer. You know what I mean? If if we get three turnovers and take care, we take care of the ball. We could easily, easily be in a ball game with yeah. them. You know what I mean? We could easily get an upset if if we can win the turnover battle, which I realize is the most cliche football line ever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we do have a shot. I'd you know if our betting man, where would I bet? Obviously, I'd put my money on Northwestern this or in two weeks. But I think uh, I think it's worth watching. I think yeah. I think we got a fighting chance. So yeah, PJ could rally the troops. There's a lot of. Who knows what he's going to read to him in the next it sounds two weeks. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> a good point. I mean, he, may, he point. may go back to I mean, everyone poops again. We, but. We're getting to the end of the year, yeah, and which is a great time to evaluate your accounting needs. Oh, that's true. So maybe it's a good time to talk about our sponsor, Rock Solid Financials, one more time. Yeah. no, that, I mean, don't you think? Yeah. I have no I idea paid. where I'm going with mine. So are they good? Are they legit I or what? I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's a great place that, you know, uh, the maroon, silver, and gold plans are available. Okay. Did you see that on their no, website? No, I did not. It's What's amazing. their website? RockSolidFinancials.com. Very good. It's amazing. But getting back to the, your, <laughs> yeah. your point. Uh, yeah, I Check mean, them it, out. I hear they're legit. You heard they're good. That's yep. wonderful. That's yep. wonderful. I mean, we'll see how the season pans out here. It's going to be an exciting finish for sure. Yep. So stay tuned. Stay tuned is right. So very good. Well, December 5th, we will collide. It will be at TCF Bank Stadium. I think announced attendance for... The last one was what yeah. do we have? Five, 593. 593. You got it. So we'll see if it's close to a sellout there, but it, it'll be fun to watch. Tune in for Gopher Basketball because that's coming up soon as well uh, in our next podcast. Row the boat. Sky Ma, Go Gophers.